welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus, I'm your host, and welcome back to another midweek review. What's a midweek review? Well, it's kind of what it says on tin. We review a book in the middle of the week. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But how do we review our books? Well, what we do is we look at all our books through five key categories. We rank all of these categories out of five, and then we take all of those scores, we add them together, divide them by five, and get a nice good reads rating. Now, what are those categories, you ask? Well, they are plot, pacing, characters, style, and setting. We shake them all up and we get our final score. And that's what we're going to do today. It's a nice, fun, short, sharp session for the middle of the week. So shall we get on with it? Let's do that. This week's book is When You Trap a Tiger by Tay Keller. The publisher is Penguin Random House. The genre is a fantasy contemporary for ages 10 plus and the page count is 304. So let's look at the plot. So really the the main emphasis on this plot is that it follows a girl called Lily who is moving to, I guess it's sort of like, I think it's like a rural sort of like Washington state. It's definitely the Pacific Northwest in America. Uh, And she's basically moving. Her family sort of like uh, had a bit of a life shuffle. Her, her older sister and her mum are moving in with her Halmane, who is basically, it's like uh, the Korean version of Nan. You say grandma, it's it's Halmane. Um, So she's moved in and her, her Halmane is kind of, I guess she's just kind of a, a sort of a nice eccentric old lady who uh, who believes in the magic of stories and the possibilities of them. Most of the people around town think she's a bit of an old kook. But um, Lily knows that her grandma is actually the, the most amazing person she's ever met. And as we start to progress through the story, the storyline sort of divulges the fact that um, there's maybe more going on bar behind what everyone believes. You know, maybe a little bit of that uh, witchiness that everyone thinks is lurking within her her grandma, her harmony. She's uh, maybe she is a little bit of a witch, or at least there is some magic there. And Lily goes on a sort of journey of discovery as. Um, tragedy starts to hit the family as how many becomes ill and she doesn't know why and then if that's not weird enough Lily then encounters a strange tiger who comes around and talks to her apparently uh, intent on getting back some uh, of the stories that were taken from her now stories have basically a magical essence in this this book and they have a sort of potency um, and the tiger believes that Lily's grandma, her Halmane, has basically taken all the stories that belong to the tiger and she wants the tiger wants to return them to the world. Um, Lily gets more desperate as the story goes on. First she's like, no, go away tiger, you're not taking these stories. Grandma said, you know, that, you know, you're a, an evil spirit. Um, and then she becomes more and more desperate as she basically um, goes through the processes of grief as her grandma gets more and more sick. Um, to the point where she starts bargaining with the tiger to save her harmony if uh, she gives up the stories. And ultimately, she does start giving up the stories, and um, there are certain changes that go in across the book. But at its heart, this is a beautiful story about dealing with grief and the power that stories and and basically uh, having these fond memories of people can have. And it was very much a sort of a heart-touching story that uh, really gives you a bit of a gut punch in places. I couldn't say a bad word against this. I think it was very beautifully done, very beautifully uh, uh, put together, and it, it just captivated me. So I'm giving plot five out of five stars. 
Okay, shall we look at the pacing now? Now, uh, there's so many beautiful interactions, especially between sort of Lily and her harmony and also Lily and the tiger. There's lots of lots of beautiful moments, especially when the, the tiger's like reciting the stories. Oh, they're some of the most amazing ones when the bits and pieces come through. And uh, the pacing itself, um, there's still a lot of like adjustment going on because obviously Lily's being sort of pulled from her, her old life and sort of like dumped into this new life, having to, to live basically... Um, with her grandma and you know mum and her sister and everyone's trying to adjust so there are some slower chapters and there is a couple places where the, the pacing maybe gets a little muddled but I think there's such strong chapters uh, surrounding them that they're not uh, they're not overly like you don't like go oh my god please get on with it sort of thing you know the whole story just does move quite nicely and there's a natural progression um, as obviously how many gets more and more ill there's a sort of like a speeding up obviously as the more desperation comes into Lily's actions and uh, yeah quite potent in that regard so the pacing to be fair it does struggle in places but never enough to deter the story so i'm going to give pacing four out of five stars okay so let's have a look at the characters first one up obviously is going to be lily lily is our sort of protagonist she's the one who really is driving the story and it's through her discovery and rediscovering her, her love of being at her grandma's house and what's going on and finding new people to basically um, try and help her out because she's trying to keep all of these things about the stories and the tiger secret. So she's kind of like going around in a sort of very covert way, which sort of hinders her in some regards. But she finds uh, this boy, this uh, school, who's a bit of a weirdo, bless him, Ricky, who's just like, yeah, uh, I can help you catch a tiger. You know, my, uh, I think it's his, his granddad or his dad was a, a famous tiger hunter or something like that. It was... He was a bit weird and wonderful. He's very colourful, but he's just exactly the sort of person that uh, Lily needs. When you have these sort of like middle grade stories, often the um, the protagonist comes in pairs. I definitely feel like that was de uh, essential, really. You obviously have how many is another big part of the character because she basically introduces a lot of the, the concepts behind the sort of the stories and the magic within them and the power that stories have to basically influence our lives. That definitely comes from Harmony. But as she gets ill, of course, she's going to she naturally takes a sort of a back seat. I don't know if you get a full picture of... I'd like to have seen more of her before she obviously hits a barrier where she basically becomes more plot-centric than actual character-focused. Um, and then you have people like Mum and the sister who are sort of there um, to give that family dynamic, but I don't think they ever really have too much impact on the story. Like, her older sister has a crush on this girl at the... Uh, I think it's actually at the Korean restaurant or something like that, which is it's a really badly imitated, Americanized Korean restaurant. But they're like, uh, the older sister drags the family there. Yeah, let's go and have a proper traditional Korean lunch because there's a cute waitress there and I want to see her. <laughs> it's just like, oh dear. But it's, it's quite cute because um, Lily doesn't understand what's going on and then she suddenly puts two and two together, which is, I think, sweet because, you know, uh, it shows there is a sort of sisterly connection. And uh, But the one I really wish I'd had more screen time or book time, shall we say, uh, was the tiger. The tiger was such a, in, such a mystical, like, uh, shrouded in sort of, like, wonder and the character sort of speaks in this sort of, like, very... I mean, it's just, like, 
guess she's supposed to be like the antagonist, really. Like initially, like she's stealing back these um stories, and they're not there. How many stories? And you can't have them. You're an evil tiger spirit. And like her character gets like in a traditional Shrek way, it's like she's an onion. She has layers <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And she was so beautifully done. I really like the tiger. And again, I just wish we'd found a little bit more because the tiger sort of like steps into the story all like mysterious like, and then just sort of disappears as a natural. I mean, it's very natural to the plot, so I have to give it kudos for that. But it just left you wanting to know more. Oh, just wanted to know more. Um, but honestly, you know, really good um, characterization of, of some of them. A couple of them may be just missing just, you know, a little bit more influence on the story to give full marks. But I'm still going to give this four out of five stars. Okay, time to look at the style. And of course, with the style, there are strong links to a very magical world hidden beneath the contemporary one we live in and it's such a nice sort of idea it's been done a lot of times but it's done so well this time i feel like tay keller really took um some of the words and sort of like put them onto paper so beautifully i mean some of them feel almost like they've been like woven woven out of like threads of silk they have just got such a silkiness to them and it's amazing it keeps you turning the pages and you just can't stop reading them uh, the blend of sort of like korean influences as well are sort of like sprinkled with like a dash of goodness as if you were to try and make some traditional korean dish and you're just putting all the ingredients together the flavors sort of peak when you sort of like you put that first spoonful into your mouth and you're like oh wowza what is this i want more and that's really what happened. I really wanted to just keep reading almost in, I think, about two or three sittings I did this in. It was just one of those ones where um, it, it just gripped me. And I was just like, yep, <laughs> I'm all on board for this. It was so good. Absolutely fantastic. So style, oh, brilliant. I'm going to have to give it five out of five stars. Okay, on to our final category. And that is setting. So what to say about the setting? Well, it had a very generic contemporary sort of feel to it. Obviously, I've been finding that I've read a couple of different sort of like contemporaries recently. And obviously, there's nothing like like wows are about contemporary just because it's the real world. And I'm like, well, I'm reading books to get lost in another world but yeah okay there are many sort of magical elements to it and there are parts of it which are definitely do sort of detract from it when we go into the couple of bits you go into sort of like a dream world and they were really nicely done don't get me wrong but really when I sort of think of contemporaries I do struggle with setting because it is just often it's left on the back burner because hey, it's contemporary setting you know what the contemporary world looks like I'm not going to explain it and really for this, I think what it missed was the chance to really infuse a lot more Korean elements into the story. I would have loved to have seen some more Korean elements because obviously when I hear it's a sort of like a, a contemporary story with a fusion of Korean uh, myths, legends and fantasies, I was all aboard. It's one of the reasons I picked up the book. So I feel like that wasn't as sparkling as it could. Obviously, the story and the plot definitely took center stage, but it wouldn't have hurt to just drop a couple more references in uh, obviously like i said there's a point where they go to this korean style restaurant which is sort of a sham uh, americanized version which was quite funny when they sort of like try and blend the two into there and like what really is korean and what what it means to be like you know truly korean and sort of like gives us a little window into their heritage and i was really inspired by that but uh, too few and far between really but otherwise you know didn't detract from the plot and that's really if the setting isn't going to give you everything at least it doesn't take away but i'm only gonna have to give setting three out of five stars for this wrap-up so there we go that's all our categories summed up and we have a final score and it is 
4.2 stars. Hey, that's a pretty good rating. Yes, I strongly suggest giving this book a chance. It was so beautifully um, constructed. It was um, something that I could just get lost in. And it was such a heartwarming and heartbreaking story, both at the same time. And it's so difficult to actually balance that because sometimes it's just a complete gut punch and you're left coddling yourself, crying in tears. Or sometimes it's just a such a big, warm, fuzzy glow. You almost have to take your jumper off. It's just too, uh, too, <laughs> too heartwarming in that regards. But no, this this uh, strode the balance very nicely and it came to an all-round fantastical story. But before we go, this takes us on to our final segment, which is if you like this. In our if you like this segment, we talk about a couple more books that you should try if you like this book or if you like the sound of this book and you want to add some more to your TBR because we've all got space on our TBRs. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so if you like this, the first one I'm going to suggest, slightly different, uh, not a middle grade in this regard, but it's a, more a YA, and that is Wicked Fox, also known as Gumiho here in the UK, by Kat Cho. And this is very much a Korean myth meets uh, teen drama. The sort of the Gumiho is a sort of nine-tailed fox, uh, and she devours men's souls, uh, and it was so good um again like i said this is a teen so you know slightly more of a sort of 13 14 plus but as a ya it was fantastic i got everything i wanted in it i did get a lot of um korean influence in this which was fantastic because you know i did feel very immersed and that was really one of the, the strong things to for it and you know really nicely well written um and it's just it was you know if you do want a, a YA that has got a, a heavy dash of of Korean influence to it it's really good I know there's a couple of others out there um, but this one has like the myths so if you are definitely into a more sort of like folklore and you like sort of more like ethnic folklores fantastic this was brilliant um and so yeah so uh, Wicked Fox uh, or Gumiho depending on where you are by Kacho. Uh, the second one I'm going to look into is Lemons by Melissa Savage. And this one really, I'm um, focusing more on the dealing with grief and loss because such a key sort of theme, plot point within this one with uh, How to uh, Trap a Tiger. Uh, but yeah, big, big kick in the, the sort of teeth here because this one really, our main protagonist who, oh no, I've forgotten her name. Oh no, uh, I should probably have <laughs> checked it out before I started, but um, she's lost her mum. I remember she's lost her mum and she moves in with her, her grandfather and uh, basically uh, she's struggling to deal with stuff obviously um, but then she meets a boy and they basically go out and they go looking for Bigfoot and again it has that sort of like with the tiger being such like a mythical spirit creature and then um, Bigfoot being sort of like a, a mythical creature of some sort so you call it a mythical creature it's such a beautiful tale of sort of friendship and dealing with grief and loss in such a way that doesn't talk down to the readers this is more a middle grade book as well i should have mentioned um rather than um gumiho which was a a, a ya book and this really sort of gives the, the the talk about like loss in a real sort of like um, grown-up way but not talking down to the kids in a uh in a middle grade book and i thought it was fantastic it's very heartbreaking in places but it's very heartwarming in places just again just like how to trap a tiger so i think if you've read either or you're gonna like these other ones so definitely go worth checking out lemons by melissa savage okie dokies that's gonna take us to the end of the show i hope you enjoyed it for another week if you want to get in touch with us here at the show you can find us on twitter at big kids book club all one long lovely word you can give us a tweet there you can also take part check out all of our other stuff that's going on we have author interviews that launch on fridays we also give author give ways where you can get involved and possibly win a signed copy of some books 
so don't miss out on them. Uh, we've also got our monthly chat show that launches basically the last uh, week of the month uh, with me, Emma and Rab, and we talk all things book, so um, check those out. So that's it from us, and until next time, all I want to say to you lovely listeners is to take care, to stay safe, and most importantly, to keep on reading.